0: Welcome to episode 62 of Casting the Net. Today's episode is all about baptism. And I'm not gonna go into a long description because I think it speaks for itself, but one of my favorite quotes from today's episode is where they say, baptism is a sacrament that is given to be used. Given to be used. I think that's a great quote. Enjoy.
1: Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingvi. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, we're back at it. If you were meaning to launch into the latest episode of Casting the Net, you have been successful in
0: your venture. I'm looking across. If you're you're in the wrong place, come on in and stay a while. (laughs) I can't guarantee you'll be entertained, but Do you know what? I love you that. Might, you might learn something.
1: I don't time know. and again, we're trying to encourage people to be welcoming and kind and inclusive. And <laughs> yeah, friends, if you're in the wrong place, we're we kind won't of turn you away. <laughs> you <laughs> it, gets, you it gets nothing. our audience
0: up to about five or nothing six. Nothing but time,
1: you know, and uh, opportunity that <laughs> perhaps right. you'll you'll find something uh, valuable and relevant to your daily living. I'm Father Dave. Joined by my uh, ever faithful uh, co-host and heavy lifting co-host, really, my my life Ugh. it seems some days as um,
0: well. It's certainly um, more predictable. Uh, that's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. It's 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 not made easier uh, when you're under the weather as I am right now. That's for sure. But, wow. Uh, no, wow. Nothing. Nothing makes me ready for summer to be over than when I catch a summer cold. <laughs> Like, at least when you get a cold in the winter, you, you step outside and there's, it's a little refreshing. Yeah. And you know? everybody's we, got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mis- <laughs> Misery loves company. But yeah. Um, in the summer when you have, when you have a, like a healthy set of lungs and you, you already feel like you're trying to drag yeah. cotton through them you know, to, to add a cold to the mix just isn't, yeah it doesn't help. So
1: friends, if I have a cold next week, well, the topic will probably be forgiveness
0: because <laughs> I'm going to need like, to practice justice or, <laughs> or uh, uh, justice, that dude. may be a better virtue, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Be sure to tune in. <laughs> So we have enjoyed a, an extended conversation on the sacraments as a as a um, a, a big theme and a mm. and a major on a major establishment on the part of Christ within the heart of his church, mm. uh, giving this to us not as um, not as um, topping on a cake, but yeah. the, the actual substance, because we get to encounter the Lord personally and concretely, the same touch that we recently heard about him applying to the Mm -hmm. disciples atop Tabor in the event of the transfiguration, that same touch, Mm -hmm. that same touch is given to us through the sacraments of the church. A little bit of a zoom lens more recently on baptism. And I'm, you got some uh, feathers coming out of your mouth. You've eaten the the canary. (laughs) So, I think you've got a couple more things to Yeah.
0: Add. Uh right. I mean this this may be a tangent. It I, I think I think we could tie it into the discussion somehow, but um last time we, we kicked off our conversation talking about Oppenheimer and the use of you know nuclear weapons and the immorality of it.
1: Or um, his his and I haven't seen the movie, so yeah. and sorry for the movie we just ruined for
0: so yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert. But the there.
1: but the chilling, right? It was more of yeah. a chilling realization, maybe it was a gradual realization. That's right. I, yeah. I don't know how it's depicted, yeah. In the movie. And
0: and other, and of course, we mentioned you know, he he's uh, he's Jewish, so he's, he's not baptized, but there there were no doubt, um, you know, political and military leaders who were baptized Christians who sure. who you know participated in the activity, sure. but um. And one thing I, I meant to bring up last time that yeah. slipped my mind as things so often do when we're doing this, you know, always under with, with grandiose plans to talk about this, that, and the other thing. And then, you you know, you run out of time. But um, I, I wanted to bring up the name Elizabeth Anscombe. <clears throat> she was a— uh, I don't think I
1: know that Yeah,
0: she's—in some circles she's well-known, and in others within the church she's not. She she deserves to be recognized, though. Uh, Catholic, she, Protestant? She, she's a convert to Catholicism. Okay.
1: 20th century?
0: Mid-20th century. Dorothy Day? Uh, I bet her and Dorothy Flannery Day would have O'Connor. a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay. In, in a good way. I don't mean that you know, Contemporary in
1: terms of life, but not. Yeah. Didn't
0: know. She, okay. she was English. She was English. Oh, thank you. Um, and she was a uh, philosophy professor at Oxford, actually, in oh. London. Thomas scholar, oh. specialty in, in Aquinas' ethics. Um, famously actually bested C.S. Lewis in a debate on uh, wow. some some aspect of God's causality, but uh, caused him to rewrite or, or or inspired him to rewrite an entire chapter in his book on miracles. And it was like it was the last work of apologetics he ever did. Wow. after that he only wrote a work fiction. that I
1: have read, a work that I appreciate. it's and a good I one. did yeah. not realize, yeah, part of the influence of the creation of that work.
0: Yeah. um, she very eloquently defended uh, Humanae Vitae. Ah. Several years after it came out, and so many academics rejected its teaching on artificial contraception, she wrote a very persuasive um, philosophical argument for the traditional teaching of the Church. Humanae
1: Vitae, the uh, encyclical by yeah, Pope by Paul, Paul VI, VI yeah. issued in 1968, kind of in the aftermath of the Council, Humanae right. Vitae on human
0: life. Yeah, yeah. So um, hey, let's, yeah. let's well, circle back right. to— Right, so she's important for—, uh, for you know, discussions about the atomic uh, bomb in, in Oppenheimer because um, shortly after the end of World War II, <clears throat> Harry Truman, you know, president of the United States at the time, who, uh, who decided to use the weapons against Japan, um, was going to be offered a, an honorary degree from Oxford. And Elizabeth Anscombe <clears throat> wrote a very powerful um, protest essay, basically, called Mr. Truman's Degree in which she argued for what we laid out last time, basically that the church is teaching on an intrinsically evil acts Hmm. and how, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's faulty moral reasoning to use an ends justify the means approach to any serious moral dilemma. Um, but yeah, she, she argues for, um, the church's position on protecting the dignity of human life and, um, you know, just war conduct and that sort of thing. And so I just I, I wanted to bring it up just to show that, you know, what we discussed last time wasn't this kind of niche like topic that only the bishops care about or only, only the institutional oh. church cares about. Like this is a lay woman who's teaching at Oxford in the mid 20th century. So that, total, that, that already total glass ceiling that breaking. already shows you or tells you yeah, something about. Yeah. She, she was a woman of conviction. Tr- true grit. To, yeah, to borrow yeah. from yeah. know, one of my favorite Westerns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who, you know, argues. Totally and completely. Yeah, argues very powerfully and very persuasively that um you know, to kill innocence is always a morally grotesque action, you know. And-, and
1: also drawing contrast to arguably the most powerful person in the world. Yeah. From yeah. from receiving uh the, the recognition, mm-hmm. right? The distinction. Yeah. I mean, let's go back to that true grit, that character, that uh, conviction. That this uh, this woman embodies and displays mm-hmm. wow, mm-hmm.
0: and you know huh. at some point uh, it may be this episode, it may be the next. We're, we're going to talk about <clears throat> um, when when the baptized person is baptized and configured to Christ, he or she is going to share in Christ's office, offices offices or, or missions of priest pri, uh, priest prophet and king. Mm-hmm. Get tongue tied there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> And, you know, Elizabeth Anscombe really stands in a a way of, you know, distinguishing herself as taking on those roles um, that we all assume when we're baptized into Christ. Yes. You know, in her her moral example in protesting, you know, an an honorary degree being given to uh, the president at the time.
1: Yeah. So. Wow. I, I, um, I'm always inspired learning about people of great character Mm -hmm. just down Mm -hmm.
0: Me too. in the
1: fickle world in which we live when that is whimsical and and, um, littered with fads and here today and gone tomorrow Mm -hmm. there are far too many people I have no idea for what they stand right yeah aside from their own preservation
0: yeah well I mean that's primarily how we learn to live good lives right it's through the examples of others
1: yeah that's Um, it so yeah thank you for yeah introducing me to her my pleasure you you mentioned about the offices Mm. that are part and parcel of christ so let's let's mention that a little in a little more detail make the connection with baptism yeah right so you mentioned there are three offices or missions say a little bit more about that
0: uh, which which direction would you like to <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> you, I Forward. Have, I mean, that's always best. Um, I mean, we. I don't, I don't know. Is there something specific you had in no, mind? No, okay. no, no. I'm not fishing
1: for anything but clarification. Those are kind of technical jargon. Yeah. Priest, prophet, and king. Yeah. Familiar to me um, from my seminary days. They were mm-hmm. they were originally introduced to me as a um, as a. Th- christological reality yeah so through baptism when we're grafted onto christ um we are grafted onto everything that he is and Mm -hmm. all that he's about yeah so just by baptism we enter into this we could speak about them as offices um i i don't like that terminology because it's a noun it sounds static yeah that's true as opposed to the missions i kind of i kind of I kind of like, like a more Elmer. dynamic understanding that they're meant to be lived, profiting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. even though we don't we, we don't mean that in making money, That's right. but in the proclamation <laughs> yeah. of the good news, yeah. right? In kingship, which is shepherding or kind of a leadership, charism, if you will, yeah. a dynamism, and then also a a, a teaching mm-hmm.
0: um, realm, yeah, and yeah. yeah. sanctifying realm. I Right. So when the, when the church um, you know reflects on the gospel, it discerns three prime yeah, maybe primary activities, yeah, you say major it, it's, movements, yeah, yeah um, in which Christ engages, and they interpenetrate um, each other. They so do. You can't
1: you can't distill one. Independent of the other two, right, right.
0: It's just it's helpful for us to break it down by by making distinctions. That's basically what, yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you know, prophetic in that he he proclaims, you know, the word of God in teaching. Teaching, teaching is involved yeah. with the prophetic King, movement
1: or office.
0: Kingship, you know, his 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 royalty uh, stems from you know being God made man. Yes, you know, naturally that that would put that would put him in an exalted place yes. of creation. And then, acting as a priest, we, we touched on this a little bit during the Eucharist when we discussed the Eucharist the, during the Eucharist um, series. That you know he offers up sacrifices uh, yeah. primarily himself, yeah. um, uh, as as a priest does, as as the the traditional capacity of of priesthood. Um, that's their their traditional.
1: Whenever you hear the word priest, think sacrifice. That's right, <clears throat> every time. Yeah. So and then the questions. Um, Continue from there. Who is sacrificing? What is sacrificed, what is being and, sacrificed and for what reason yeah, yeah. is the sacrifice occurring? That's right. Always sacrifice. Which, gosh, in our contemporary age, sacrifice is like. And I think we spoke about this in earlier it's, episodes. It's a foreign concept. It's antithetical yeah. to the to the mm-hmm. world in which we live, which is all about maximizing pleasure <clears throat> and and um, self promotion and adulation. The idea that I would forego something good. For the benefit of uh, of another, yeah, it just doesn't make sense in the world in which we live. Right? It's one click press. That's right. <laughs> even yeah. if I don't need it, I can have it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I can't. I don't even have the <clears throat> the discipline to practice um, self restraint, let alone pour self out <laughs> mm-hmm. for benefit of other without complaining or moaning or bemoaning that situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, regarding Christ's. The, the offices that are specific to him or the, the missions that are specific to him. Ignatius of Loyola actually had an interesting meditation on, on this topic. Um, he compared, it's, it's an analogy obviously, but he compared um, the offices, the the missions that were baptized into, <clears throat> to um, sort of a saintly, like earthly King in the time of the middle ages, you mm-hmm. know, um, calling upon those who live under his rule to join him on campaign and and battle against his his enemies his opponents which are also the enemies of the kingdom hmm. you know so analogically <clears throat> um you know the enemies that Christ is inviting us to battle on his behalf and in conjunction with him are you know sin uh, powers of the world yes. temptations and yes. so forth and so that's that's to me that's that's actually a really helpful lens. Um, through which to view Elizabeth Anscombe's uh, essay, Mm. you know, powers of the world, Mm. evil, the the moral grotesqueness of using weapons indiscriminately against innocents. Yes.
1: And the power that comes forth from baptism that is (coughs) within all of those who have received that sanctifying grace. Mm -hmm. It's there. Yeah. Right? To be exercised. Uh, All too often we don't think in those terms. That's right. Uh, I think merely on a very limited human plane, yeah, which is quite political and
0: manipulative to bring yeah. about the end that I desire. Right. It's always there. I like that imagery. Um, Cassade. Jean, is it Jean-Pierre? Jean-Pierre de Cassade? Boy, you, I, I am old for 2 tonight. Well, it's, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I took some cold medicine before I came over, so it's like I... It's like I had a three martini lunch or something before I got here. I'm a little <laughs> foggy headed, but Jean-Pierre Cassad, De Cassad, also um, 20th century. He's 18th century. Okay, spiritual writer. Um, he called baptism the sacrament of the present moment. Hmm. Really interesting image. Hmm. Uh, but he was getting at sort of that the abiding character of the sacrament and how it's always there for us to to hmm. draw from, to draw upon. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the sacrament of everyday life. You might want to put it that way. Yeah, it really is. I happened to
1: um, celebrate a funeral this morning, another funeral, which is something I I do regularly. Hmm. And there's ritual in the Catholic funeral mass of in the very beginning, first of the casket or the cremains being sprinkled with holy water. Mm -hmm. And then in the case of a body or a casket, there's the unfolding of this. Looks like a tablecloth. Yeah. It's an unfolding of what we call a Paul, P-A-L-L, mm-hmm. which is symbolic of the identity that was Christian through baptism within that soul, That, in the understanding that that person is incapable of relinquishing the identity with Christ yeah. that she or he has received through baptism. Right. And what hope that is, no matter how far I stray, no matter how great and persistent my rebellion that mark of Christ yeah. and the power of participating in his missions, mm. priest, prophet, and king, always remains.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's <clears throat> that's what Blessed Columba Marmion was getting at when he said that the two primary feelings that should uh, be elicited by any reflection on baptism are, are joy and gratitude. Mm. Um, the joy and gratitude are rooted in the fact that this gift to us can't be revoked, hmm. which, especially in our age, is a good thing to remember. Just because yeah. so much of, so much of what we experience in life now is transactional yes. by nature. No, we, we we've done something, yes. to get something else in return. And if we we are not getting anything in return, we're not gonna do, we're not gonna do the you know the, the original sure. action. Sure. Uh, so it's a tit for tat. Um, we you know, in the realm of the sacraments, we've done nothing to earn these at all. They're, completely yeah, gratuitous surely gratuitous <laughs> um and and won't be revoked yeah, yeah unable
1: of, to be disqualified
0: because got because of God's gratuity
1: because of God's gratuity not because I've uh stayed in God's good favor mm-hmm. and and somehow won his uh <clears throat> won his esteem no because he has promised to remain with you and me always mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. never a moment that he will not remain with us and seek to pour his grace into us uh, for us to be able to display and share.
0: Hmm.
1: So the sacrament of baptism, friends, um, will all do well to reflect on that power that is within us, not of our own design at all. It's it's given to us through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, and it's given to be used. It's given to be used. I I, I will say that I have... For some time, I've prayed for those baptismal graces to be Mm. actualized, right? To be displayed. Not displayed so that others can marvel upon them. No, displayed so that I might be able to be more and more of the Christian man that
0: I've been called by Christ to be. Right, right. What you just said there points to something important that I I think we'll probably talk about more detail next time, just the interconnectedness or the relatedness of the sacraments, Mm. you know, the the graces that we receive in sort of seed form in baptism are, are brought to fruition and brought to blossom through other sacraments that we we receive later on in the spiritual life, confirmation, Eucharist, uh, penance when we, you know, when we have a lapse. So, um, Yes, I mean we, we pray that they pray that they they flourish and they grow. Um, and it's like the other sacraments are sort of the watering on the seeds. Boy, I love that image, and it is so
1: applicable. That's a that's a great trailer. We, we had a spoiler <laughs> in the beginning. We got a trailer at the end, hoping that those of you who stumbled into this and <laughs> not sure maybe where you're at, yeah. that you might join us again. I'm Father Dave. Uh, He's Rick, and we are Casting the Net. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.